Hello everybody, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nick. And welcome to It Takes Two, a podcast where two people take two movies with the same plot or premise and watch and discuss them. And in this week's episode we watched Ed TV and The Truman Show. Yes. That was interesting premises. Yes. Um, we've briefly discussed The Truman Show several months ago in our um, wreck and Ralph Free Guy episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah. A little bit. Free Guy is definitely takes big inspiration for this. Um, I'd never seen Ed TV before and I'd seen The Truman Show before but um, now that I think about it, not in about 15 to 20 years I think. <laughs> so it's been Such a while. Such a good movie. It is. It's a really good movie. Um, Ed TV is definitely the, the worst out of these two. Yeah, I mean, far. IMDb ratings uh, 6.1 for Ed TV and 8.1 for The Truman Show. Yeah. Um, which I'd probably agree with. But I did, going into it, I probably, I think I expected not to enjoy Ed TV, and I enjoyed it more than I expected. If we'd watched them in the reverse order, it would have been way worse. Yeah, that's that's why we're generally watching the one worst. with the lower rating yeah, first. the worse one. Well, the one with the lower rating. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, so yes, starting off uh, for Ed TV, the opening is True TV, which is the network that they're running. Yep. Um like a TV pitch for this like new show idea and Truman Show's opening is an interview with the creator Christoph. Yeah so they both start off with the networks rather than with yeah the... With, the, with the person. Yeah. Um, so NTV the network's going under uh, they're in trouble um, and people would rather watch gardening than yeah, watch their shows. Literally said oh my god I'm gonna get into Alan in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had no idea before, we, literally until she appeared in the movie, I had no idea Ellen DeGeneres was in it, never mind was a main character in it. Yeah. It's an interesting cast. It's a big cast it's in TV. It's a big TV. cast, yeah. Yeah. Because I was expecting it to be like, you know, because I haven't really heard anything about TV ever, so I was expecting it to be a you know, lesser known cast. Yeah. There's a lot of big names in that movie. Yeah, they did really well um, for the product they got in the end. Um, I have a lot of notes, so I'm going to just dig right in. <laughs> um, premise of Ed, so the premise of Truman Show is he was a child adopted by the network and they built this giant insane dome yep. in Hollywood mm -hmm. to house a fictitious island yep. um, to produce this show. Yeah, so it's um, what they lay it out as, the, though they don't tell us this until over an hour into the movie, I think. Yeah. Um, it's they had six unwanted pregnancies competing to be the star of the show. Yeah. And then Truman was the one that was born first, so he got the role. Yeah. Um, and he was the first child to be legally adopted by a network or by a corporation. Yeah. Versus EdTV, which is the networks going under, and they just go and try and interview people to find some jerk they can put in front of the TV. Yeah, and they and their big thing is they want someone who's going to be a car crash because they want people to be watching heads roll. Watching for heads rolling yeah. is how they describe yeah. it. That whole scene with Ellen was quite unnerving now that we know stuff about her. <laughs> but anyway. Ellen playing Ellen. Um, <laughs> the thing that I noticed is another one of the characters, I can't remember the actor's name, is also from Dazed and Confused. Like the the third the third friend the brother's friend. Oh, um, John is the character's name. I can't yeah, think of the actor's I name. I feel um, bad because he's yeah. in Seven Private Ryan. Um, oh okay. 
Um, but yeah, but you have... So Woody Harrelson plays Ray, who is Ed's brother, and Ray intentionally auditions for the this show to be the star of a reality show because yeah. he wants to profit off it and be famous, etc., etc. Um, but he drags his brother Ed into the interview and they like him better. Yeah. So they... Um, so they get Ed to be the star of this TV show, and he's doing it so that he can get his brother money to open a gym, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, Adam Goldberg. Right. There we go. Yeah. Back to my notes. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Google. What would I do without you? Um, yeah, so they sort of had this pitch meeting over dinner um, with the reading KFC, which I thought was only funny to me and you. Right, yes, because we have seen another Matthew McConaughey movie where KFC is involved, which we, which we will not discuss. <laughs> there will be people who have, who are listening who have seen that movie and yeah. will know what we're talking about. Um, so yes, it's sort of, NTV sort of starts off, he signs a contract, does the, and he does the interview, signs a contract, and literally the first day the cameras are rolling, they're just in his house. Yeah, and he, he's like half asleep and starts... Scratching to... himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then wakes up and like groggily realizes that he's got his hand down his pants with all these cameras pointed at him. Yeah. While everyone who knows him is watching these cameras going, oh my god. Yeah. And the network are watching going like, was this a mistake? <laughs> it's great. Um, so the catalyst for Truman, because uh, I'm going to get real deep and philosophical about this. Okay. Um, is a lamp falling from the sky? Yeah. It's a... It's one of the stars. It's one of the stars, but it's a stage lamp, and it just careens out of nowhere. And yeah. I love how they just cover stuff up with the most plausible explanation. Yeah. Like, it was a, a plane that would had engine trouble, and he's like, oh, yeah, of course, that's why it would have happened. But it is sort of the catalyst that starts yeah. the ball rolling. Yeah, and it's quite... Um, it's right at the beginning. So at the very beginning of this movie you get the cold open with uh the interview with ed harris talking about the show and about truman um and then you get like opening credits but they're not actual opening credits they're you know truman burbank as himself and yeah. louis whatever as uh, i almost said melvin that's not his name it doesn't matter what his name is um i'll remember it later on um so they try to give it like a documentary feel yeah um and then it's when it cuts to the neighborhood it's real it's everything is very fake. The people are very fake. The neighborhood is very fake. And it's right after this guy has been saying like, you know, it's all real. Everything you yeah. see is real. And then it cuts to like really fake stuff. And then the light falls from the sky. Yeah. The, yeah, I'm going to get real deep into um, Truman Show, but okay. I just want to go over the whole premise for EdTV is just morbid curiosity. That's what Ellen highlights in the interview. Yeah. You don't want to see a head rolling across the road in an accident, but you, well, look, you look anyway. anyway yeah. yeah, so it's it's interesting because obviously in Truman Show, and they really big this up towards the end. Um, the idea is this is an ideal, like an idyllic um, town, little suburban town. Everything's perfect. All the people are nice. Everything's yeah. going well for him. He's got this perfect little life. Whereas the idea in NTV is they want a guy who is just normal, but to the point of. You know, people watching because they're like, oh no, what's he going to do next? Yeah, it's a real blue-collar kind of person. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, so as as obviously the show goes on um, in Ed TV, um, his brother is caught cheating. Yep. And then he goes to see um, the boyfriend, his brother's girlfriend. Yep. Who's now the love interest because yeah, but she of... clearly was from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. even before the audition tape, he clearly was interested in her, but was you know. She was off limits because she was his, his brother's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, they, they make that obvious from the beginning. And then they show that shot um, where, you know, he comforts her and tells her that she, he thinks she's beautiful and stuff. And then she's like looking at him and yeah. that's shown on TV and everything else is betting on them getting together. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, it sort of moves on um, into this whole sort of like they're trying to have a private moment, but they can't. Yeah. Um, he then goes to see his mother, but he can't find his mother, and he finds Al, his stepdad. Mm -hmm. And there's a line from Al that cracked me up, is because Al's in a wheelchair. Um, he's got oxygen tanks, so obviously he's got some breathing issue. And he's literally like, I'd yell for her, but I'd die. <laughs> <laughs> I think I took that one down as well. I took down a lot of quotes from Al. Al, I think Al might be my favorite character. Yeah, I'd yell for her, but I'd die. Because mm. um, there's a bit later on as well where, you know... Um, he finds out that he, because the story that he was always told was that his father, his mother got a hysterectomy and then his father left. Yeah. Um, and it turns out his mother had cheated on his father with Al and then had kicked his father out um, and got married to Al as his stepdad. Um, and, but when he goes to talk to him, uh, talk to her about it, Al says, Don't blame your mother. I was irresistible. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. And the thing that I really liked about this over Truman Show, because the Truman Show, obviously everybody that's interacting with Truman is an actor. Yes. And you don't see... You, it's a similar, there's both scenes where you're getting like flash is towards the viewers. Yeah. So um, there's a, a couple that I really like, which I put a note down, is the, the cute gay couple that are in ETV. Right, right. Because one of them's obsessed with it. And the is other it, one is just like, come on, let's go. And he's like, shh, shh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop. I want to. I want to watch. And there, yeah, there are cute. There's quite a few in both. Um, Truman Show has like some sort of like bartenders that are working at like a Truman branded bar. There's right. the, uh, the the old ladies. There's the police officers. One of which is Sully from Brooklyn Nine Nine, which yeah. I thought was funny. But obviously, you know, that's not why he was cast at the time. But maybe that's why he's cast in Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't know. Um, and the old ladies. Um, yeah, the, and the guy in the bathtub is near the end, which yeah, cracked me up. Yeah. But yeah, so it's similar sort of premises that you're flashing back and forward, getting like a us, the viewer, is literally presented in the movie. Yeah. Without breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. And you see their enjoyment or their horror or their frustration with the moments that are happening. Yeah. And it is literally morbid curiosity in both cases. Yeah. Um, I think in the Truman Show, the audience and from the how well the show's doing because it's been running for thirty years. Yeah. Um, they everybody loves Truman. Yes. And it's the opposite for um, Ed because obviously there's a lot of. Um, it's not think, the opposite. Yeah, I just, think people like Ed, but people people are making. 
you know, people, they hate Sherry, the girlfriend, yeah. and yeah. they, you know, they like whatever, and that, you know, there's polls about, did Ed say this right, or blah, yeah. blah, blah. Is Ed good enough? And 90% Ed, of and viewers. And Ed knows, and it's really interesting, because obviously you see it affecting Sherry much more, that she's reading these polls about, is she good enough for him, and yeah. she, you know, 10 people he should be dating, and stuff like that, and it's really getting to her that she's trying to just live her life, and people are scrutinizing it to that degree. Yeah. Whereas obviously Truman doesn't see that happening. Yeah. Um, and obviously everyone's sort of cast, which is a big, another big turning point in uh, Truman's life. But I'll get to that in a second, because mm -hmm. there's something else that I wanted to mention. Um, keep saying the negativity aimed at you. The Jay Leno stuff, which I thought was interesting because he was a big celebrity at the time and I can understand that why he was in the movie as, you know, the TV show host interviewing Ed while yeah. he's famous. Um, and then we get, um, I can't remember the actress's name. Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley, and as Jill, yeah. who's also there, mm. and she is a shark. She is a predator yes. from the get-go. A 100%. She is, because I actually thought about, when she comes in first, I thought she had been cast. Yeah. I thought she'd been hired to come there. Yeah. But it turns out she hasn't, but then you get... When they get to the part where, you know, himself and Sherry are split up and then they they contacted Jill and they get Ellen's, they give her Ellen's it's dog to Ellen's walk. Ellen's dog, yeah. Yeah, they give her Ellen's dog to walk so that she's an excuse to run into him naturally. Yeah. Um, and then they have the whole bit where she invites him over to have sex and then there's like a crowd of people outside of her apartment and she keeps like looking into the cameras as they're kissing and things and it's yeah. like, oh. She's a, she's a true monster. Yeah, she doesn't care about him. She wants to be on TV. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a circus around her place, and then he falls off and crushes her cat. Yeah. Um, the part that I want to go into on the Truman Show, mm -hmm. so the way he's stuck on this island is they've installed fear in him as a child. Yeah. Um, we're remembering how his father died, where she was drowned. Obviously, yeah. the actor didn't die, but they killed off the character. Yeah, which is, I mean, considering they, they, they all their talk about it's not fake, everything you see is real. Yeah. And yet they drowned his father. Yeah. By just removing the actor from the, from the, cast. The yeah, so he's going through a mystery, um, mystery box, memory box of yeah. just things that he remembers from his past, like things that he's hiding from, like basically the outside world. Yeah. And it was that point in time I noticed at Truman Show, the actual set and the design and the costumes, it's a very 1950s, 60s, idealistic America. Yeah. It's it's proper, you know, suburban, yeah. ideal life. It's not Which real. Which is so uncanny valley now. Yeah. Like, watching it. That's why, it's, that's why it's great, that juxtaposition at the beginning, where um, Ed Harris's character, Kristoff, is talking about, you know, everything you see is real, everything is authentic, yeah. we don't change anything, and then it cuts to, like, this clearly, like, cut-out neighbourhood in this place with all these people just smiling constantly and saying the same things every day, you know, and it's, it's yeah, it's really uncanny. Yeah, so he was in love with a girl... Who wasn't obviously going to be a main cast member. Yeah. And then she gets taken to Fiji and he's trying yeah. to. Like, allegedly. He's got, allegedly, he's trying, she's going to Fiji and he's got this mind of, I want to go to Fiji. Yeah. Um, and she's the one that sows a seed in his mind that reality is a lie. Yeah. Um, 
and there's a religious undertone to this entire movie, but I'll get to that. There's there's huge religious yeah. undertone because um I mean the creator who a the creator in general is a mm. religious idea, but his name is Christoph, which is supposed to be Christ off. He's the Antichrist. Yeah. That's the whole point of him is he's the Antichrist. Um, back in TV, uh, yeah. So you have this moment where uh, Ed gets a phone call um, about his father being dead from a heart attack. And then... Well, we haven't talked about... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, we did a little bit. Because um, his... I mentioned that his that he'd found out that his father had yeah. been kicked out by his mother. Um, but it was actually... Um, yeah, so... But he finds that out because his father finds out that he's on TV. TV and yeah. then he decides he's going to show up. So he's another kind of shark. Yeah. Who's like, yeah, let's... You know, now that, now that you're famous, I want to be around you again, even though I haven't seen you in... 22 years or something, whatever, however long they say. Yeah, and it's, it's that whole concept that he was fed a lie by his mother and stepfather that yeah. his, his dad left them. Yeah. And then it turns out that it wasn't. Yeah. And then he has a moment where he remembers, like, a great memory from them as when he was a child. But it, it, turns was, out his, it was brother It was Ray. Ray, the brother, yeah. And it's like, okay, so the dad actually is pretending to give a shit but doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Um... um so yes, they go to the hospital, and he's like, my dad's dead. And then Al turns up, and is like, hey, what's going on, guys? I had to get someone to drop me off. And he's like, you're alive! It's like, yeah. no, no, your dad's dead. <laughs> you like, know, but it's hilarious, because the point is, he comes in, and the doctor has been watching on the TV, so he comes out, like, already like, to go, and, yeah, yeah. and then he's like, it was a great, you know, it was a really peaceful way to go, making love with his wife, and he's like, oh, they were making love? Yeah. And then Al shows up, and he's like... What? <laughs> and it turns out his mother was having sex with his father. Yeah. Um, so and then yeah, I took down a line from that because I just thought it was hilarious because she just goes, Al can't have sex. And he goes, well, apparently neither can Hank. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a, I wrote a note here for that part. It's the first funeral in a movie I've seen in a while that wasn't raining because it was a cliche. Right. No pathetic it, fallacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a sentence that is now embedded in my mind. Um, <laughs> and the, the connection with his stepfather is really sweet. He's like, you know, yeah. you, you were my dad. And they sort of have this like beloved moment. And, like, yeah, I think Al, Al is like the just the realest, nicest character in that. Yeah. I feel like most, uh, most of his family are just dicks and liars. Um, and then that's brought up at one point as well. Because I say like, well, the appeal of the show is everyone has a skeleton in their closet. Yeah. Um, which but is it's, it's, funny because it comes as a weapon later. But Yeah, but it's interesting because um, in both movies you have people betting on things that are going to happen. Yeah. Because um, obviously in The Truman Show it makes a little bit more sense because it is scripted. But it's weird to see it in the context of EdTV because in EdTV it's not scripted. It's They're filming his real life yeah. you know, as it actually is. But people are betting on it like it's not real. So pe- so it's the two guys in the bar, I think, and they bet on um, whether or not him and Sherry will end up together. Yeah. And then once they do, the guy's like, see, I told you. And he's like, no, I'll, I'll give you another one. He said, they're going to kill off the stepfather. <laughs> and you're just like, what? what do you mean they're going to kill him off? Like, he's a real person. You think the network executives are going to kill him? But that's what plants the seed in your head that then later on, when he yeah. gets a phone call from his mom saying, he's dead, he, he's dead, he's had a, had a heart attack you'd think it's Al because you already heard someone talking about Al dying. So at this point in time, he realizes that him and Sherry can't be together. Um, and 
he goes to the executive team who are like, oh, we're going to give you another three months and you'll get a massive payment and bonus and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. And the teams, is like the production team of the network are like, well, did you read your contract? And no one in the movies reads contracts. No, and he doesn't... I mean, I thought he was going to lawyer up at that point, but I yeah. do genuinely like what he does instead, yeah. which is that... Um, well, well, okay, first of all, he mopes for a bit and thinks this is it, but then he comes up with this idea to... Um, oh, yeah, it's... The idea is sparked because he finds out that to make the show more interesting, the network have started following Everybody, all of his family yeah. members separately so that if one of them is doing something more interesting, they could switch to them because they all signed waivers. Yeah. And he gets really pissed off at this because it was one thing for it to be him, but for it to be the whole family is just an invasion that he didn't ask for. So what he does is he says, well, I know who else will be really interesting, yeah. the network executives. So he asks people to send in information, at the most embarrassing info they can find about any of the network executives that work at the TV show. Yeah. And then they have the network execs like with their lawyer going through the legalities of that and um really panicking and it's fantastic the there's a little clips of the guy who's operating the van who's oh, in yeah, control yeah um and it cracks me up because he's got a line it's like i'm not a lawyer i'm just a guy who eats three meals a day in this truck yeah. <laughs> but there's little clips of him like he's got hair plugs put in and he's ringing the doctor and yelling at him yeah about the fact that he's got i've got that you've got a, we've got i've literally done a note that just says weird side plot with tv editor clint howard Dog walking, hair plugs, cheating girlfriend. Yeah. So it's like you get like him sitting in the van, like talking to the dog walker, and he's like, "I'm not gonna pay you that much. Just keep the dog." Yeah. And then you get him on the phone to the guy who did his hair plugs, and he's like, "I can't pay you for this. You gave me doll hair." Yeah. Um. And then he's like watching the show, and he's like, "They're in a club," and he's like, "That's my girlfriend <laughs> dancing with that guy." <laughs> so you get like a weird subplot of just stuff going on in his life that he's noticing on the TV or whatever. Um. Yeah, so you get to Ellen, Ellen's character who's quit. Um, she rings Ed, gives him the dirt, and then he's about to say it on live, and they cut it, and it's sort of like the end of it. Yeah, and then people start cheering because they care that Ed won. Yeah. So as much as they wanted to watch this train wreck, they get so invested in him shooting down the network because the whole meeting with the network is filmed and part yeah. of the live show so everyone has seen him have this meeting where the network have refused to let him leave yeah. and then they've contributed to this competition to find embarrassing info and then when he gets cut off right before he says it everyone is delighted that yeah. he's managed to succeed and he's managed to win and the same thing happens in Truman Show yeah. because uh, everyone has been watching it for 30 years but the second that he finally manages to get to the edge of the world and he, when the, you know, the creator tries to convince him to stay and he just says, you know, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening and good night and yeah. takes a bow and leaves and the network shuts off the show. People are delighted. Um, I will say Woody Harrelson and um, Matthew McConaughey have great chemistry and oh, yeah. I really want to watch True Detective season one again. I haven't seen it, oh, but okay. I thought they were fantastic as brothers. I well, thought... it's only one season, so we can add it to our TV shows that we have to watch together. Okay. <laughs> so that sort of basically wraps up EdTV. Um, I'm going to dive deep into the Truman Show oh, now. You, you want to go? You want to do your philosophical takes? Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's lots of interesting little plot points that I've wrote notes down. Mm -hmm. 
like his mental breakdown. He's clearly having a nervous breakdown where he starts seeing the holes in his own reality. Yeah, and for good reason. Yeah, and her, and his wife, not his real wife, because he figures out she's crossing her fingers when they said. Yeah, I, I don't think that that actually yeah, is no, legally, legally binding. binding. <laughs> um, the yeah, she panics and screams for help, and these. Yeah, she says, "Do something," yeah. and he's like, "Who are you talking what? to?" Yeah. Who you, what did you say? Who are you talking to? Um, then he's talking with his best friend on a bridge, and the best friend's getting fed lines by Kristoff, which is a real like. It's terrifying. It's really creepy because it, it ties it again with yeah. the idea of everything is, every nothing you see is fake, but it's clearly scripted because Kristoff is saying it, and then the guy is saying it. But I tell you what, Kristoff is conducting the entire thing like it's a symphony. And I think yeah. it's really, it's dark, but it's really beautiful. Like, he's like, you know, no, stay wide, now tighten up, you know, change this camera angle. Yeah, bring slowly up the music, bring the music in. Change um, the weather to this. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, it's You fantastic. can see Kristoff losing control, though, as well, when Truman disappears. Yeah. Um, because suddenly he turns the moon into a searchlight and he yeah. sends all the people out and then he's, he gives up and makes sunrise happen at like 3 a.m. or something. Um, There's an ad sort of near the end of the... So they have like an on-the-air interview with um, Ed Harris's character. Yeah. Um, where people are allowed to call in. And you see how insane the reality of the Truman Show really is. Like yeah. how big the dome is. You know, that whole concept of 30 years. And like, it's insane. Um, Truman, yeah, he escapes. He fakes his own sleep by creating a puppet and having like a recording of himself snoring yeah, and playing yeah. on the loop and his best friend turns up to be like hey buddy surprise yeah because they can't see him so yeah. they want to make sure he's there so they send his best friend in yeah and then he's he's dug he's, yeah he's dug a hole up through the top of his closet yeah. out onto the lawn and it's just the moment where it's like the first cut ever in 30 yeah, years yeah yeah so the guy looks into the audience and he's just like or looks into the camera and he's just like he's gone and then they cut it and yeah. it's the first time in 30 years the show has been off the air so yes they have this big moment where um they're trying to find oh sorry i missed the tv interview so the lady that was in, the girl he was in love with the production team didn't want and whisked her off to fiji and air yeah. brackets um, is part of like some sort of free Truman thing that's happening on the outside world, mm -hmm. which makes the feel the universe that Truman Show takes place in feel more real. Yeah. Because there would be people. Because I'm pretty Absolutely. sure, even being adopted, like, I'm pretty sure there'd be some like free yeah, Truman esque thing going on. Because yeah, I just don't understand how Child Protective Services didn't get in on it. Yeah. It didn't stop it happening. Maybe because yeah. he's got... The, yeah, it's, it's, it's so bizarre. But anyway, um, so yes, we're at the end of the the, the, the high point at the end of the movie. Um, Truman's escaped, they cut it off, and then they do this big, massive grid search through the entire town. Yeah. Christoph's like, what time is it? And they're like, you can't do that, it's too early. And he's like, no, we have to. And literally makes, you know... Sunrise. Sunrise happen. Instantaneously, yeah. yeah. At like 2 a.m. in the morning. Um, and then you find Truman's on a sailing ship and they're like, what, you know, Christoph's like, no one's watching the sea. It's like, he couldn't watch the sea. He's afraid of the water. And he's like, no, no. Cause he has in that interview, he says, if he was really determined, he would leave. And then. Yeah. But here's the thing in, in that interview, he says like, you know, we're not keeping him there. We're not doing anything to stop him leaving. Yeah. If he was really determined, he could. 
And then when it comes down to it, they start localizing a storm around him. Yeah. And it comes to a point where the... So Kristoff is like the director and creator of the show. Yeah. But the network president or whoever is in there and he says, we can't let him die in front of a live audience. And Kristoff says, he was born in front of a live audience. Yeah. So Kristoff would rather see him die than see him escape. Yeah. So everything Kristoff says in interviews is a lie. Because A, he talks about how it's not fake, but it is. But then he says, you know, oh, he could get out if he wanted to. And then he literally tries to kill him rather than let him escape. There was a very interesting moment because what I felt um, at that point of the movie is he's sailing away. He calls down the storm and it was a very like biblical flood, like water-based yep. punishment of the Lord. Um, yeah. Well, Christoph a... sees himself as yeah. the creator of this world. The interesting fact um a friend of mine once said to me from words from somebody else was there are no atheists on the sea because you were literally in God's hands. Mm. Um, and that's sort of that moment where, you know, he's just piling, you know, they're t turning all the weather effects yeah. up to maximum to try and kill him. And the big waves and the wind. And, and the, he, the ship tilts over and they're like, okay, let's just like cut it back because we're pretty sure he's dead. Yeah. And he comes back you know, he undrowns, coughs up sea, yeah. and it's like baptism by the storm. Um, he reaches the end. There's a scene where he literally walks on water. Yeah. Um, and then as he presses open the door, he speaks with God, and God's like, don't leave Eden. You yeah. are my son. I love you. Please come back to yeah. like paradise. He's like, I've watched you. I watched you be born. Yeah. I watched you take your first steps. I watched you lose your first tooth. I've been here the whole time. Yeah. And, and it's such a like a, a religious moment between the creator and his child, um, and God and his son, and yeah, God and sort of Adam, but not really. Yeah. And then he leaves Eden, and then it's an open ending. Yeah. Now, um, before we after we watched this movie and before we did this reading, the writer is from New Zealand and oh. wrote three other movies that I really enjoy, which is Gattaca, Lord of War, In Time. And this, so that's yeah, that's. Well, apparently the original, um, original screenplay for the Truman Show was way darker than it actually is. Oh, of course. Um, and they kept making him do rewrites because they didn't want to be that dark. I don't know if I actually kept that in my notes, but I remember reading about it, and it was things like, um, originally he was supposed to walk out and find Kristoff and just start beating him up. <laughs> And things like, you know, they were supposed to have a child and it was like this... But they do push that a little bit in yeah. it. That she's like, we must have a child. We're going to start a family. And his mother's like, I want to see grandkids. And it's and the idea is the child then becomes the new star of the show. Yeah. And it's, that's, there's something really creepy about that. Yeah. That they're instigating that for him, like with an actress as the mother. Um, yeah. It's really disturbing. Um. A lot of the IMDb trivia for Truman Show is about um, Truman Syndrome or the Truman Show delusion um, and how that has become an actual like psychological thing that people have experienced. Um, and, like, It'd be like related to schizophrenia though, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or so a lot of schizophrenics... Um, think there are people watching them and yeah, conducting them. But apparently life. like right after this came out, there was a whole lot of people specifically experiencing this delusion that they are the unwitting star of their own reality TV show. Um, 
And a lot of them specifically mention that movie when they're talking about it in therapy. Uh, and there's like, there's a psychiatrist in 2008 said he had met five schizophrenic patients and heard of dozens of others who believe their lives were reality TV shows. And one of them had climbed the Statue of Liberty, believing that his high school girlfriend would be at the top and that would be the key to him being able to leave the show. So it's like, it's had a really weird, like, effect on people's mental health. Um, because, you know, it's like simulation theory and all that yeah. stuff. But people have watched, there are a significant number of people who have watched this movie and then started seeing things in their own life that they're like, that's a sign I'm in the Truman Show, that yeah. I'm Truman. I think the similar thing happened when The Matrix came out as well, though. Right, yeah, yeah. probably. Everyone was just like, no, it's reality, like... Um, yeah, I've got nothing more to say. Um, anything box office wise over there? Oh, yeah, box office. Don't worry about that. Uh, Ed TV budget 80 million. Jesus. And box office 35.2 million. Ooh. So it's a little bit of a loss. Uh, Truman Show, on the other hand, 61 is... and then 260. Yeah, well, 60, 61 million budget and 264 million box office. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I already Googled that, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Um, but it's interesting because they, one of the things in the notes for, um, EdTV is that, well, first of all, actually, which I didn't realize, EdTV is a remake. Oh. Uh, it's a remake of a French film called, uh, I can't remember, hang on, I'm trying to do, there's, there's a number in it and I'm trying to remember my numbers in French. Uh, oh yeah, so Louis XIX, Leroy des Andes, um, or King of the Airwaves. So it's Louis XIX, the King of the Airwaves, basically. Um, and it, so it was a film from 1994 and EdTV was a remake of it. But one of the notes in the EdTV, um, IMDb trivia was that, uh, the makers of EdTV were aware of Truman Show being made during pre-production, but they weren't concerned because they knew their film would be a comedy and they didn't think that audiences would turn out in large numbers to see Jim Carrey doing a drama. Well, um, and then when it Truman Show was released first and it was a massive hit, Universal insisted that they make the promotions look more like a slapstick comedy um, than it actually is. And because they made it look more like a slapstick comedy than it actually is, people didn't go see it. Fear. So they lost out in box office because they tried to lean too hard into the comedy element. Yeah, there's not really any slapstick elements in MTV. No. So they tried to make it look... Well, I mean, there's like him falling on the cat and things like that. Yeah. Um, it's not hugely slapstick, but they, they tried to, when they realized people did turn out to see, um, Jim Carrey doing a drama, they went, oh no, <laughs> we've got to, we've got to really make sure people know this is a comedy. He's such a fantastic actor. Jim Carrey? Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, I think people were surprised at the time because he'd only been in like Neil over the top comedies, which is, you know, his kind of style. Um, but apparently when... Uh, Peter Weir took over as director. He didn't want anyone else. He said, it's going to be Jim Carrey. That's who I'm going to cast. Yeah. Apparently, when um, when Andrew Nichol was going to direct it himself, Gary Oldman was going to be the star, hmm. which is fun for me. Uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the notes that I took down, because this is also weirdly related to me, I say this, people listening to the show don't know that I love Gary Oldman. I love Gary Oldman. Anyway, um, one of so the if notes... If you're doing movie trivia with Lisa... Um, if you have a movie that you did, 21 question, what was the game we were playing? Oh, we were playing Six Degrees of Separation? Yeah. Never pick a movie that has Gary Oldman in it. Yeah. Or a movie that has an actor with 
that's in a well, movie with Gary yeah, Oldman in another movie because well, she my, can just instantly. When I play that, my mom she she um well that she makes a rule that I cannot use Gary Oldman as a connection. I've seen a lot of Gary Oldman movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so one of the other one of the other notes that was kind of related to me was um the State Examination Commission in Ireland listed the Truman Show as one of the options for English comparative study for the Leaving Cert, which is the um, last state exam you take in secondary school, for 2008 and 2010. Hmm. I did my Leaving Cert in 2009, <laughs> in the year between the Truman Show years. So I could have been, I was one year away in either direction from studying the Truman Show in school, um, but I did cinema party so instead, okay. which I love as well, it's a good movie. Um, I don't know, there's a whole lot of notes in here. I know Ed Harris is only 12 years older than Jim Carrey, even though he's supposed to have been the person to have adopted and cast him when he was born. Yeah. <laughs> so they really lean into, um, you know, giving him a much older dress style and making Jim Carrey look younger and giving him a younger dress style because they want you to think... His outfit looks like how um, Samuel L. Jackson dresses in real life now. Right. With the round glasses and the hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, so they want him to look older. So they didn't do a whole lot of makeup to make him look older, but they just did, made their dress style make yeah. him you know, look older and younger than they are. Um, because they just... Yeah, they, they thought there would be too much suspension of disbelief and people wouldn't buy it. Yeah. Um, Ed Harris does look older than Jim Carrey looks. Yeah. So that kind of was in their favour. Uh, but he also only had a few days between being cast and starting filming because originally the role of Kristoff was um, Dennis Hopper. Interesting. Who left the production and went on to be Hank in MTV. <laughs> what a mistake. <laughs> yeah, he walked off set on his, after his first day of filming. Wow. He walked off set. What a drama queen. And Ed Harris replaced him and then Ed Hopper went on to be um, Ed's dad in MTV. Who gets like two scenes. Yeah. Wow. So interesting. I don't think he left to do that, but um, I just thought it was interesting that he, you know, went from one to the other. Mm. Well, I've got nothing more. Yeah, I don't think I really do either, to be honest. Close it. Sure. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on... Um, Twitter and Instagram at it takes two underscore pod and on Facebook at it takes two pod or you can go to our website at it takes two.co.nz. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time. And in case we don't see you, good afternoon, <laughs> good, good evening, evening, and good night. <laughs>